thinking about facilitating meetings. It's a huge part of collaborative work is getting people together either in the same room or in the same, well, I guess the same room, whether that is in in person, uh, physical presence, or if it's a dig- digital presence thing. And all those logistics, that's probably another topic, another post, thinking about how to do digital and physical well. And I think what principle makes sense for that conversation actually drives all facilitation, which is to say that it's important to honor people's time and contributions. And that has to happen. And if you're a facilitator that doesn't do it, I don't think you're a good facilitator. And there I said it. I think if you care about it and you're working on it and you do it bad, that's fine. But if you're doing it, uh, if you're going through the motions of bringing people together and actually not listening to them, uh, why bother? That's, uh, that's weird and you got to control thing. And that's not, that's, that's a, that's an issue. You should probably see someone to work through. Anyway, (laughs) I don't normally come out swinging like that because I know my listeners don't have those issues and you probably have ran into people who have, who have them. So maybe some of this can be ways to counter the uncollaborative gatherings. Hmm. I guess that's the, that's the, um, the self-defense aspect of, of this kind of, um, these kinds of tools and skills is you can try to, um, use them in a, in a conflict manner to try to make things better. And it's a, you know, it's a pretty gentle kind of conflict. It's, it's not about, um, making someone feel bad because you're trying to channel the controlling person's contributions as well. And that could be a facilitator. That could be a participant. Um, I, it's, it's one of those things where just not everyone has thought of it in a, in a certain way. Uh, and you really get kind of a, um, like a, like a realization sort of like, you know, a fairy tale or like, like Scrooge when he's, when he's finally noticing that his, uh, his actions have a significant negative effect on those around him. And, you know, he's, there has a change of heart. So it may not be a change of heart, but it could be a change of behavior. And that's all you really need. Um, and, and anyway, the behavior you want is again, honoring people's contributions. How do you do that? I think it's about being intentional of what, what kind of uh, outcome and participation to get there are you planning in the first place? And then being adaptive to the f- idea that it might become something better if it's not what you initially planned. And that's a, that's a call that just, you, you, it takes practice. It's like a group of people getting together, creating a, an experience through um, listening to one another's ideas and integrating them together, new stuff can happen. And that's part of the point is new stuff can happen. And part of the benefit of bringing together a diverse set of perspectives and skills is that uh, it is sort of a, um, it's an experimental kitchen, right? Sometimes, sometimes bad flavors come out, but if you experiment in a thoughtful way where you're not purposefully trying to um, throw ingredients that are known to not go well together, but sometimes you, the, you get the whole 
um, well, to steal from the marketing of uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the, the peanut butter and chocolate. And if you happen to like those things, they both really work well together. And anyway, discovery, serendipity, that stuff is real. It happens. So anyway, you, you might find something new is occurring and is working well to accomplish the outcome that isn't exactly what you planned out. But let's say we planned out something. Uh, three loose categories to consider is uh, lightweight interaction. So getting your audience involved in the subject and providing examples that have some participation, but it's not about, um, let's see, it is not about uh, refining some, some, uh, some other ideas necessarily. It's about um, getting, in, getting the audience involved in the story and the data and the stuff you're presenting and seeing if, if, if it's making sense to them and hearing it back in, in their words. So like, for instance, uh, a lightweight participation method would be um, you present some, you, you present some, you know, like the whole premise of the meeting and you get a, you get a, um, you get a feeling for how the room's doing and you say, well, all right, thumbs up, sideways or down. Uh, how are we feeling? So up is positive, down is neutral, or, or down is negative, sideways is neutral, about the reason we're getting kept together today. And then you state the reason, what have you. And let's uh, let's just get a get a feel for where we're at. And then if it's if you're and, and it's important to not ignore whatever happens. If you get a lot of thumbs down, if you get any thumbs down, and um, your job is to capture that. Your job is to integrate and. Um, clarify the, the, the ideas that are present. So if, if there's thumbs down, it's, it's not about making someone feel bad about having a counter perspective or a concern. You say, well, all right, I see, I see we've, we've got some thumbs down. Is anyone willing to, or, or comfortable to say like, um, like a few things top of mind, we'll, we'll get them on the board and, and make sure we get them covered. Right. And then, you know, you say that you, you know, then you better do it. So if you write, then you, so hopefully people feel comfortable enough to share and then do so. And then you, you captured what they said on the board in some way. You may have to, you know, abbreviate or, or, or whatnot, but then you can say, well, does this, does this get at what you were saying? All right. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. Well, let's, let's refine it. Well, what's a better way to say that? And then you get that on the board and then you move on. Because the opposite of that is, um, I, it's, a, it's a surefire recipe to get people um, disinterested and a way to demonstrate that you actually don't care about their time and you don't, or maybe you care about it, but um, maybe you don't feel safe. So that's a, that's a whole conundrum. Um, yeah. That's that's one I'll have to think about. Um, so there's a lot of possibilities. I'm not just trying to point figures and, and be uh, non-inclusive by while planting a flag saying, "Hey, everyone, be inclusive." Um, because let's see, yeah, that whole safety thing that's that's real. That's a that's a thing that hopefully you can model and provide a. Uh, provide an example of well, all right, this is like we're going to cover some things that I know are are are, are a bit challenging and have have had a lot of uh, 
like questions and concerns and different email threads or what have you, but just kind of acknowledge the context. And acknowledging the context is a way to say, what happened before this does matter, and I'm and you're sending a signal that people matter. Even if what you're here to do is to go a totally different direction and say, hey, I know that that like so let's say the, the goal of this of a gathering is to try to get unstuck from a current set of conflicting ideas. And there's been email threads, Slack channels, who knows, but lots of thought been, has been expressed already on, on the matter. What if you acknowledge that and, and, and had need to do that? And then the whole point of the meeting is to say, now we've got to, um, let's, let, let's list um, concerns and strategies to deal with them and also work through uh, like an order that makes sense as far as addressing them. And that, that can be very, um, potentially, uh, you, you can be engaging in lots of conflict. And sometimes that's the point of a, of a gathering, is you need to constructively navigate some conflict. All right. Anyway, so I, I went afield uh, and wandered off from my, my three categories. One category is, let's say, you have lightweight interaction. Next category, let's say, you have some medium-level interaction. And that's, that's going beyond... Um, the lightweight participation and let's say you're about you want to shape and influence a thing that's happening a thing in progress all right that's probably that could be a medium interaction kind of meeting maybe maybe not but it's a it's a loose category right so let's say you want to um do lots of that inventorying and prioritization and um finding um let's see questions, concerns, risks related to a thing. Um, and they, so you're facilitating a session with lots of interaction is, could be some you know, medium to, to uh, heavy interaction. All right. So heavy interaction. Um, and I guess, why would I have these separate buckets? I have, to, I think of them again, they're very loose in that, uh, am I, is my main job to, um, provide an experience to learn a known thing or are we together to um, refine our understanding of a no, of a known thing and uh, explore that place a little bit or are we here to, to actually explore a lot and come up with um, something like the, the newness is a, is is the is a, an important thing and so that's really a, co- a creative collaborative session um, yeah, and again, loose buckets, loose categories, because creative collaborative uh, sessions or design thinking um, get-togethers, um, design workshops, what have you. Um, there's a lot of uh, well, there's there's exploration of concerns and needs of an audience, and then what do you need to, you know, what is your intention and and uh, the the group's sort of shared intention for addressing that, and then how could you act on it. And then there's a lot of exercises you can do to work through that, um, including uh, absor- absorbing some, some research either ahead of time or at the beginning of the meeting, including absorbing like the overall hypotheses that are generally fl- framing the problem, and then, then diving in deeper to elaborate and um, describe what might be like a hypothetical uh, a hypothetical journey or a known journey as far as what's, what the uh, group is um, 
is dealing with both um, internally as a business team and also externally as far as their um, clients or audience. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of absorbing and reacting and expressing ideas. And your your job as a facilitator is to to um, really design an experience that will bring about the outcome that that I guess it puts you in a a state of readiness for you as a as that catalyst and facilitator and also for the group to um, progress through a series of of I don't know ex- explorations and, and information absorbing and all that uh, and and reacting and being creative for instance let's say you get toward um, you understand part of, enough of the journey you have a, a hypothetical uh, solution a product or something and you want to get more ideas that are more specific that you could actually do something to prototype and test well you could bring you could you know as you're planning the agenda you know that you want it that that this is a desired outcome for this gathering then you might use something like uh, the crazy eights exercise and that's one where I've seen it used both in comics and in um, collaborative design where uh, what's yeah I guess I've, I've I, I have a I had a co-facilitator bring it up as as a an exercise and that and it was awesome they did, they did a great job with that and also I've seen it in work workshops I've taken and been an attendee and I've seen it it actually Jersey Droz I think he's the first one I saw do this where you uh, fold a piece of paper a, a few times and so there's eight rectangles and then in those eight rectangles um, like now you ha- you will express uh, a design or a solution or a character and you do this in a in a gauntlet of time timed uh, timed uh, I guess challenges first one being okay so take four minutes to draw what you think we need to get done here or what makes sense or draw this character or draw a screen that that would uh, you know get our most important task accomplished what have you and then now four minutes is up four minutes are up now you take then you take two minutes and you do the same challenge and then what's what, what remains and then, then then one minute and etc so you end up dividing the time up into to tinier and tinier increments and people need to you know uh, honestly they're, they're thinking on their feet and what you're trying to do in that situation is not just check boxes and say all right we did this exercise you're trying to in a way um, make it make it safe and fun to get a group of people who may or may not do this on a, on a frequent basis and, it, <clears throat> and even if they do they may not do this together and, and comfortably on a, on a frequent basis but to get creative and that's I mean there's whole books written on that of how as adults we we lose touch with our abilities to um, just get our ideas down and not be so self-conscious about it and so your 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 job as a facilitator is to also try to make it safe to do that um, it's it's really quite uh, it's quite a task and it's not everyone's cup of tea um, because 
there I'm saying at the end, all right, so to close off the prior point, um, it's a big topic, and this is a fun experiment, just sort of, you know, riffing and, and unboxing my thoughts on it. All right, that aside. Um, so you you are there to curate a series of, um, you know, portions of the meeting, deliberate intentional efforts toward an overall intentional outcome. And like that, that's a designed product in and of itself. And you would probably, you would work with the people that you're serving to try to shape that into what it could be. You don't have to invent it out of whole cloth and what have you, but then you also are, are, you're playing the role of, of essentially like a, like a collaborative chef and figuring out, well, what kind of things do you like to eat? What are your dietary restrictions? Whatever you're, you're doing the design thing, which is to find your constraints and work with them. And, and, uh, uh, something you facilitate a meeting a gathering of people is a designed thing and that's uh curating that is definitely um well let's see curating and helping design and collaborate to make that experience and then to run through that experience that's your job and that's um i don't know it's it's it can be it can be a lot of things. It can be really super fun. You can be, um, you, I, you can honestly have so, so many surprising results. They don't always turn out. Um, like not every collaboration is, a um, is, is well met. You can have conflict. You can have, um, maybe not enough preparation or information ahead of time or, um, you might discover that there was something more important to do uh, in, in, you know, as opposed to what you initially planned for and, and designed. And then discovering that's fine. That's part of the process. It doesn't always feel great. But anyway, I guess, yeah, making it safe and helping people go along with that and, and then... Um, making it so that it's a, it's a communication, um, like event in and of itself. And you help, um, you know, you share what the outcome of it was and it, and it in and of itself is a, is becomes like a, a document that others can participate with. So yeah, facilitation is, uh, like I said, it's a big topic and, definitely spinning my wheels a bit as far as putting a bow on this so I think I'll uh, ungracefully wrap it up <laughs> and uh, I, I know it's it's a big topic and I'm, I'm working on uh, experimenting on how to unbox like my thoughts on it I know a lot there's so many great resources on facilitation that I've learned from and uh including just working with people who are really good at it. That's a fantastic uh, resource. Might be one of the best. This has been the Polytechnicast, and I am Rob Stenziger, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>